from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. Welcome in, everyone. John Leonetti in the morning here on Iowa Catholic Radio, 11.50 a.m., 88.5 f.m. and 94.5 f.m. We are streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Good morning. Tuesday, February 4th, uh, 2020. Here we go. Adam Story, Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines. Three ways to prepare your family for Sunday Mass. Adam Story coming up here soon. Deacon Randy Keel going to be on about 7.15 today. Founder of Cardia Counseling. Always one of uh, one of my most popular guests by far. I hear more when Deacon Randy comes on than anyone else. So Deacon Randy going to be talking about uh, half-truths and whole lies. Deacon Randy at 7.15 today. Jean Wells hosts a straight talk and a preview her 10 o'clock show in the second half hour. And Sister Joyce Rupp is going to be back on. A well-known uh, writer, uh, spiritual midwife, international retreat leader. She's got a new book out, Jesus, Friend of My Soul. We'll talk to Sister Joyce Rupp. I think she's going to be in studio today, too, so that's pretty neat. Mark Amadeo with your news and sports. Weather straight from the desk of Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Selwa. We will also have your Saint of the Day coming up in the second half hour as well. We are jam-packed from beginning to end. Let's get to it. Deacon Tony Valdez, it's all for our day to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Oh, sir. Well, good morning, John. Happy Tuesday to you. How are you doing? I'm doing fine this morning, waking up to hear that there was chaos last night, though. My goodness. Chaos. Uh, what you do, go shopping again at the mall? Or? <laughs> that is always chaotic. What are you no. talking about chaos? No, I'm talking about the uh, the uh, caucuses last night. Sounds like that has not been oh. finalized. Yeah, I, I heard something about that. That might be making the news uh, uh, here in our news segment. You're taking away some of my oh, thunder, sorry about Mr. Leonetti. Sorry about that. You know, it's when the show host uh, crosses over to the news guy, <laughs> stay in your lane. You ever heard that? Stay in your I'll lane. I'll stay in my lane. They're finding people. I'm here. They're finding people now for being in the left lane too long. And I think you just moved over. <laughs> All right. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some glitches. I mean, I think everybody uh, that went out in caucus last night, depending on which party you were with, I had a lot of fun. And yeah. I, you know, my wife enjoyed it. And my daughter went with her. Uh, but uh, the results are not in from uh, from one of the uh, one of the can one of the parties, and that's the Democratic. They have not uh, uh, have any results. They won't tell later today. So uh, they're still up in arms, and of course that's made national news. So we're in the center of this yeah. for a while, and uh, we'll, we'll have to get the egg off our face here in a little bit. We have to work our way out of this. This time of year, I get asked a lot from people when I'm traveling, uh, and mention, of course, where I'm from, Des Moines, Iowa. They always ask about the caucuses and what's it. 
like. And uh, honestly, I've never done it. I've never caucused, so it's just kind of not my thing. But um, I, I watch it on TV, of course. Like, last night, Teresa and I, uh, and it was good to, to kind of you know sit there. I sat there with Joseph and Gianna and talked to him a little bit about democracy and uh, you know the process of voting and and all of that. So it was kind of neat to be able to to do that for the first time last night, really, and, and kind of introduce them to the system a little bit. But yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. And I, you know, you turn on every cable news network, and they're somewhere in Des Moines. It was fun for me to flip through and see where they were. Uh, at, at different times, and you know, Drake and uh, 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 where else? Roosevelt, my wife's alma mater, mm-hmm. and, and other places. So pretty neat. Yeah, they had live shots set up all over. I know our office will have quite a few of that today. I don't know why, because we have nothing to do with it. We actually deal with the actual election. This is a caucus, and a caucus is a process, and I encourage folks to do it. I did it a couple times when I was not only in high school, but also in the college years, and I've done it. So I've probably done it about six times, John, and I think the process is unique. Yeah. And, you know, eventually you're determined who's going to be the president of the United States in one way or another, and I think the uh, things for everybody to uh, take part in, and I, I encourage young people to do it just to see what it's about. Oh, put Mark on TV today. There's cameras outside your office. Come on, man. Let's go. I want to see you uh, on TV. There's always there's always cameras outside our <laughs> office. We're full of cameras, whether it's news this, cameras or not. This but, time uh, of year. No, uh, no, we got uh, high school basketball tonight here in Iowa Catholic Radio. John, getting ready for that. That's, okay. that's my focus after today. All, All right. right. So you're going to be in town for a while? You're, uh, you're uh, Just this week. Here, so I, huh? I leave for Boston on Saturday. Mm. Ah, Boston. Oh, they're going to. Do you always talk when you go out to, like, down south or uh, to out east you have that accent did you see that uh, did you see that commercial the super bowl pot car that That was hilarious yeah absolutely that's what we didn't bring up yesterday i'm glad you did yeah yeah Yeah. you're gonna (laughs) pack yeah that's the the new uh, new car that'll park itself or as they say in boston park park nice job out of you that was good all right, well, let's get right to it this morning from the WHO-TV Channel 13 weather desk and meteorologist Megan Selwell, currently at the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines. We have partly cloudy skies, 25 degrees, uh, north-northeast wind at 14 miles per hour, gusting to, up to about 25 miles per hour. So we got a feels-like temperature of 13 degrees, and today we'll see mostly cloudy skies, and the temperature won't get much above freezing or near freezing. It'll be a high of 27 degrees. Those northeast winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour will keep things very chill here in central Iowa today. Tonight, mostly cloudy. We could see a few flurries, overnight low of 15 degrees. And then tomorrow, cloudy skies, snow, mainly in southeast Iowa. I think we're going to miss it here. We may see a flurry or two with a high of 26 degrees for your Wednesday. And on Thursday, partly cloudy with a high of 31 degrees. Friday, chance of snow showers again with cloudy skies and a high of 31 degrees. Well, in the news on this uh, Tuesday morning, as John and I were mentioning earlier last night, uh, at Iowa's first in the nation precinct caucuses, no one was declared a winner in the Democratic caucus. Uh, problems due to a new app being used to uh, tabulate results has caused a paper recount that is still being tabulated as we speak. Now, campaigns for the uh, uh, Democratic caucus were told not to expect the results until sometime today. The Republican caucuses last night nominated President President Donald Trump, uh, he 
he won unanimously with 97% approval at over 1,700 precincts. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. Last night, there were no activities scheduled. Today, NBA G League basketball downtown as Westchester takes on the Iowa Wolves. And they'll tip off this morning at 1030 from Wells Fargo Arena in downtown Des Moines. Uh, might be kind of chaotic down there with the Iowa Event Center hosting the Caucasus, so we'll see how that works out. Today's Dowling Catholic Sports Calendar has high school girls and boys bowling. Dowling taking on Hoover, and those matches will begin at 3.15 at Merle Hay Lanes. And tonight, right here on Iowa Catholic Radio, we'll have high school girls and boys basketball. Mason City comes to town, takes on Dowling Catholic. We'll be on the air at 6 o'clock with our pregame show. Girls tip off at 6.15, the boys at 7.45. And again, we'll have both games from the Dowling Gym tonight, Dowling hosting Mason city right here on iowa catholic radio once again from the mercy one studio in des moines partly cloudy skies 25 degrees a north northeast wind at 14 miles per hour gusts up to 25 miles per hour so we have that feels like temperature of 13 degrees today it'll be mostly cloudy here in central iowa with a high of 27 degrees to be breezy with northeast winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour throughout the day and this has been your iowa catholic radio news weather and sports on your tuesday morning john leonetti show coming up Jimmy Olson, he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Not too bad running eight minutes as you're heading from the West Mixer into downtown on 235. Seven minutes as you're making your way in from the East Mixer to downtown. No other problems to pass along so far. Thanks to Builder Kent Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Kent has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently. Learn more at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. All right, I think we have Adam Story on. Adam Story, Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Good. Good. Glad to hear it. Uh, we're talking this morning about three ways to prepare your family for Sunday Mass. I thought this was an interesting topic for us to be able to cover this morning because, you know, Mass, I, I tell you, it, it can be, if you got young kids beforehand, it can be pretty chaotic, uh, running around, getting shoes on. All of a sudden you feel like, oh my gosh, you walk into the church and you're finally able to breathe. But for us, my family at least, it starts well before that. At least it has to. Uh, we have to try and start this process of, uh, you know, entering into the liturgy, you know, about a half hour before. But let's talk about some ways that you do it or ways you recommend. Number one. Absolutely. And, you know, one piece of context, I think you and me both with little kids is uh, we always do this imperfectly. So, you know, as we prepare for Mass, it's not always going to go well. Uh, there'll be times where you, you know, you do what you want to and other times where you can't, and that's okay. So uh, even with a mixed bag, what can we do? So the first one I think we can do, and even before even before Sunday, I think a good uh, thing to do as a family is to prepare yourself uh, for the readings by spending some time with the readings before you go to Mass. You know, at Mass, these words are spoken to us uh, personally. They're spoken to us as the living word of God. This is God's proclamation of his, of his, of his word, of his revelation. Uh, 
but we can it'll we can prepare ourselves to let it soak in a little bit more if you know we spend some time with the readings beforehand if we pray with them uh, even if we talk about them as a family uh, I think that's a really great way to prepare ourselves for math. Yeah, talking about the readings, and that means uh, the parents or grandparents kind of preparing yourselves for it too, sitting with those readings by yourself, maybe for about five minutes, ten minutes before uh, Mass, or before you prepare your kids for the Mass to be able to read over them. And even if you don't quite understand them, uh, yourself or maybe the background of it, that, that's okay. You don't have to have a doctor, a PhD in, in scripture studies here to, to be able to get it. You can sign it, kind of set the stage uh, for them a little bit about what's actually happening, you know, to, the genealogy. I'm not going to expect people uh, to, to be able to go on, you know, some dissertation on it, but you can at least say, hey, here we're going to learn a little bit about Jesus and uh, some of his cousins and some of his, uh, you know, uh, family way back when, you know, you can make it however you want but uh, yeah so number one get to know the readings number two absolutely so number two you know i think sometimes we forget that uh at the mass as the laity what we do is we bring the work of our hands we bring our sacrifices we bring all of our activity our work and we bring that and we offer that to the lord and especially we offer that at the presentation of the gifts and one of the ways i think we can uh, we can prepare for Mass is to talk about as a family, you know, what are we bringing to this Mass? And, you know, maybe it's, I'm bringing this work project that I've really been struggling with, or maybe it's a child saying, I'm bringing, uh, you know, this relationship with a friend at school that's maybe rocky right now, or I'm bringing this, uh, this family trip that we're all so excited about. But to think about, you know, what is the work of our hands? What are our activities, our labors that we're bringing to that Mass and we're offering to God, knowing that He's going to sanctify those things and give them back to us even better. I think that that's a really good practice. And number three, if you're going to prepare your family for Sunday Mass? So number three, and this is for me with little kids, you know, the, the time for peace and stillness and for quiet, that basically happens uh, when I've got my kids strapped into the car, when they can no longer move. <laughs> and so I think, uh, you know, but... Any age, wherever you're at in your life, on your drive to the parish or as you head to the parish, uh, you know, don't be talking about the day, don't be talking about brunch, but uh, have some silence, some stillness, some quiet uh, that you can prepare your heart for Mass, even in those, you know, 5 to 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, just on your way to the church. I think that that can be really fruitful. Yeah, my kids were singing Here Comes Santa Claus on the way to Mass the other day. I had to put that one to an end. Real quick, uh, Adam Story, Director of Marriage and Family Life. Friends, even if you don't have little kids, maybe your kids are grown right now, maybe they're even out of the house, it is still so important to be able to prepare yourself for for Mass. Again, that that process has got to start before you walk into the church. It's the most important prayer. It's the most powerful prayer in the world, and we are entering into that heaven on earth. Why would we not give some sort of preparation? I get it. There's going to be chaotic times and, you know, times that you just can't help and things aren't going to go always as smooth as you would like. But nonetheless, I think it's important for us to be able to make that time with our Lord before and we can have a more fruitful time during. Adam Story, talk to you soon, brother. Amen. Thanks, John. All right. Deacon Randy Keel coming up right after this. He's in studio. Half truths and whole lies. Don't go anywhere. John Leonetti in the morning right here on this February 4th. It's a Tuesday. Big thanks to Dean Bell for underwriting the show. RoofingAnkeny.com. Now, 
that doesn't mean he's just in Ankeny. He's all over central Iowa and has been serving central Iowa with residential re-roofs and light commercial jobs for 30 years. Did my roof a number of months ago, and what's well, still holding up. 515-963-4494. Boys, he well-respected all throughout central Iowa. Residential re-roofs, Dean Bell, 963-4494. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmentInternational.org. That's BlessmentInternational.org. Looking for a family doctor? Vitae Family Cares physician Greg McKernan, a DO, has practiced for 27 years seeing patients of all ages. Vitae is Latin for life, and as a pro-life physician, Dr. McKernan is certified in NAPRO technology. Located at 50th and I-235 in West Des Moines, vitaefamilycare.com. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. The Catholic Tuition Organization provides tuition assistance for families to send their kids to our Catholic schools. And 65% Iowa tax credits for you. Give to ctoiowa.org. This is Dr. David Anders, host of Call to Communion. Catholic Radio is the best tool we have for evangelization in the church today. I believe your support of your Catholic Radio station can make an eternal difference in the life of an individual, a family, and in society. So support Catholic Radio. Would you consider a $30 a month donation? Your support keeps Iowa Catholic Radio on the air, connecting people to Christ. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150. Well, I just got word, Dr. Jim Blessman's birthday today, Blessman International. Happy birthday, Dr. BlessmanInternational.org, the great work that Dr. Jim has done and continues to do with his family and beyond all throughout there, Limpopo, South Africa. Um, Thank you for underwriting this show. Thank you for going uh, to, well, for, for, for making a difference, you know? I mean, it, it's easy for us to be able to talk about it, but you, my friend, have. And uh, we celebrate you today. Happy birthday. And uh, keep up doing the, keep doing the great work that you were doing. Uh, not just there in Limpopo, South Africa, but right here in the United States as well. The inspiration that comes from this man uh, and, and all the work he does for the poor there is, uh, is something that will live on for a long, long time. Let's go to my next guest of the day, founder of Cardia Counseling, back 
Doctor, or excuse me, Deacon Randy Keel. Now, of it's course, you are D. you are a doctor, but <laughs> a different D. I, I like to also <laughs> say that the, the Deacon part as well. Uh, half truths and whole lies. I'm I'm interested in this topic today. I, I want to preface by saying to all my listeners, for a lot of my guests, I, I like to prep. I get all of that, you know, ready. You, I don't do any prep at all. <laughs> I, I look at the topic and I just say, here we go. He's going to take it. He's going to take the reins here. And I'm going to take this one, John, because. Uh, in, in my work, in my profession as a psychotherapist, there's going to be some injury that comes about from lying every day that comes into my office. Mm. And the amount of discord that I see that sources back to a core of lie, quite often people don't know that they're coming in, that the pain and the agony that they're experiencing is sourced back into lying and deception and breaking of one of the, a couple of the Ten Commandments usually and that we expect sometimes in a morally declined society that the injury from lying should be minimal. But the injury from lying is quite often um, devastating for people's lives. That's I mean, why I, I wanted to bring this topic I think up. every single person can relate to that. I can think of wounds in my own life that stem from lies. Mm-hmm. I, I think all of us can. Uh, and it, so, yeah, it's important. And we have a powerful tool up here in our brain th- called the brain. The ability for the brain to lie starts by four years old. Mm. And that doesn't mean that our child is corrupt, sinning, and is evil. But it's the ability for the brain to manipulate its environment and its thoughts and words to change and deceive, to trick the direction of things are going. And that's just the power of the brain. But now we ascribe into adulthood, in, through late adolescence and into adulthood, we ascribe malevolent motive to that tool up there of the brain. And that's when we lean more toward the culpability of sin. Mm. My goodness. Four years old. Four years old. My daughter's and, four. There we go. Now watch me. for it. Now I, I, I remember. <laughs> I remember one of my child's first lie. First lie that I experienced yeah. is I we had a brand new leather couch and she was writing something with a pen. I thought, ooh, a pen on a leather couch, not good. Right. She still stabs. She likes to jab things. Yep. So I said, hey, hand me that pen. And she put the pen behind her bag and said, I don't have a pen. Oh, oh my word! It it's got to be that preschool. <laughs> it's got to be the preschool. Who is she hanging yeah. around? <laughs> now, how do you handle that? What do you do? I took the pen away. You did. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, still, okay. I protected the couch. <laughs> it was okay. no time for moral teaching. Right. <laughs> that comes later. You know, one of the things that St. Thomas Aquinas has taught us, speaking of saints yeah, earlier, yeah. is that he's taught us that there's three categories that lying falls into. That there are those that are injurious and hurtful. We've experienced those. There are those that are officious, and that's basically bearing false witness of a sense of authority over someone. Like, you know, you're in a position or authority over me, and you lied to dissuade me to a different direction Mm. and then jocuous and jocuous is that that playful thing that no one's injured inside of it and our church actually doesn't recognize that as sinful and something that needs to be confessed with a sense of remorse and repentance that if we both know that it's of humor and it's playful it works for the sake of the relationship but it's not injurious but it's something that Still, the catechism teaches us that we've got to be careful with all sense of deception for the power that it can lead astray. The angel of darkness, this is where he sows his seed, I think, right here in in deception uh, and and fooling us or tricking us and allowing us to enter into that play uh, as well. So the three types of of sins. Now, does Aquinas give us a way out for these or, or some teaching behind each one? To, to be able to heal or, or move forward through them. He does, and he, he adds on to it. Actually, he and St. Augustine are two great resources because we know what St. Augustine came from. He understood lying. But his key teaching that came out, they both are doctors of the church, of helping us to understand that 
Our sense of relationship with Jesus Christ himself is sourced in our conscience. We know God speaks through our conscience. And I'm going to bring up the struggle of what blocks so many people of processing the way through lying. So what is it that turns a person into maybe a compulsive liar, an impulsive liar, or a pathological liar? Yeah, you hear that a lot. Whoa. Pathological liar. Pathological liar. And it's a small we, we've, It's a small percentage of population. But a point that I want to bring out to people is that when we are involved with a compulsive liar, the prim- primarily format for them is that they don't... Don't slow their thoughts down enough in order to bring truth out. Hmm. And so it's actually a brain struggle that can be improved for them. It's not always necessarily a moral failure. But a pathological liar lacks a sense of empathy, the sense of care inside of their brain in how they are formatted, and they cannot be loved out of this disorder. That is something more serious than love itself relationally will conquer it. That takes deep therapeutic work to alter what's going on with that person. So a pathological liar will be attributed far more to psychological disorders such as narcissism, psychopathy, and sociopathy also. And that's a small minority of the population. But when we finally realize that's what we're involved in, it's best not to ever expect the truth to come out of that person because they do not feel a sense of personal injury in their conscience when they lie. How do you help them? How well, do you as a counselor help a pathological liar? Well, first thing that I do is I protect the society that's around them from them. Hmm. So actually I'm mitigating how much damage they can cause. So I'm minimizing the consequences that issue from their behavior. Second thing is I have to get them to understand their pathology, their twistedness. When we say psychopathology, that's sort of like the twisted formation that has resulted inside of their brain that affects their emotions, affects their behavior, affects their relationship, therefore affects their ability to be present in a functioning manner in life. Now, you might have people listening right now. Is that a mouthful? That's a lot. (laughs) That was a mouthful. You you might have people listening right now that are thinking, I I knew it. He's a pathological liar. I I got this person. They're the pathological liar. I mean, as you said, it's a pretty small. It's a pretty small thing. And it's not just that they they, um, can't stop lying, lying. It's that they actually delight in the lie because they don't value truth. Sure. And we we have that in every industry. We have that in... It, that can be anywhere from a medical office to a pulpit hmm. of any place in the world. So we have to be very careful. And I, I think back to when I lived in Southern California, and um, it seems like the coastline kind of attracts different uh, mentality sometimes. And when I lived out there, we had a cult that developed that was following the comet Halley, Hale. And Hale-Bopp came through, and they all committed suicide because mm. they wanted to go ride Hale-Bopp as it crossed our skies. And about quite a number of people didn't drink the Kool-Aid, but they took cyanide, and they died in their bunks wow. down in San Diego area because they fell for a lie. Because that's where we all have to be careful. And what I want to tell you what's beautiful that I found in this and that I've known this is that sometimes people condemn themselves with a shame like, oh, why did I fall for that lie again? I mean, I trusted that person again and they did it again. We have been, as we know, we've been created in the image of God. But inside of that, we have an innate God-infused need to believe. So quite often I'll sit with an atheist or agnostic and I'll take them to that need to believe Hmm. and say, where are you putting it? And I'll tell you where today's lie is that uh, when it comes to faith, it's called the universe. Well, I asked the universe and the universe told me. I hear that a lot. We're putting putting a sense of deity upon rock, Mm -hmm. upon rock. So I have a collection of rocks just because I enjoy rocks because they came from my grandfather's collection and I've had them. We've had them in the family since the 1800s. 
as though rocks aren't younger than that, right? <laughs> but I collect them. <laughs> but they don't speak to me and give me moral and spiritual counsel, sure. right? But the, the sense of the universe is a cultural, uh, societal lie. It's sort of vogue. It's trend that many people are falling into. Is that cast it out to the universe? And it's sort of rooted in some Tibet, Tibetan uh, philosophy of karma. And we have to be careful as Catholic Christians. Quite often I hear our Catholic brethren even using lingo like that. Sure. And that's subtle deception that we're falling for. It's injurious to our spirit. And that's part of how a lie is measured, is what is the truth that it's measured against that it is distorting and deforming. That's part of the consequential gravity of what lying brings. Are all lies sinful? The jocuous lies are not sinful. The lies that are told for humor. So, for example, I was going through a pizza restaurant with my son, and they said, what else would you like on this, sir? And I said, oh, let's put pineapple. Let's put plenty of pineapple on it. You know, ever since I got back from Hawaii, I just can't get enough pineapple. And my son looked at me with eyes like the size of half dollars. Dad! And I said, (laughs) just plain. And the lady behind the counter just cracked up loud. She goes, oh, you had me going. I wanted to go to Hawaii. I said, I wish. I wish. But that was all just playful fun and spontaneous. And a little part of my dysfunctional humor that my wife still prays for me to get over. But I haven't gone to therapy for that topic yet. But it's just that's we know that that's just in play and there's no injury. There's no truth that that's distorting. So that apart from that, we need to walk with a sense of respect that we shall not bear false witness against our neighbor. And that also includes ourselves. Folks, I'd also like to ask you, what are the lies that you tell yourself? What are the lies that distort your sense of self inside against the truth of who you are. That is a sense of deception within that can contradict the essence of who the truth is that God put inside of you. Mm. This is deep stuff, man, as always. I mean, you just always bring it. it. (laughs) Uh, Yet another book I want you to write. (laughs) Here we go. Every every show you come on, man, we got a new book coming out. Uh, This one is is interesting. On the Three Lies of Thomas Aquinas, uh, Deacon Randy Keel. That's all I got time for you today, man, as always. Great to be with you, John. Thank you for coming on. And truly, I enjoy this. (laughs) You are not the only one, my friend. Uh, Gene Wells, uh, second half hour, uh, host of Straight Talk, going to preview her 10 o'clock show. And Sister Joyce Rupp is going to be in. She's got a new book, My Friend, or Jesus, Friend of My Soul. Uh, We're going to talk to Sister Joyce. She's going to be in studio, so that's a treat. Don't go anywhere. Tuesday, February 4th, John Lee and Eddie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Friends, I want to invite you to our men's conference. It's going to be taking place on February 22nd. Now, we are... Are just under three weeks out, and we have over 300 men that are already signed up for this. What do I mean by that? It means that's going to sell out uh, for the first time, I think, ever. Uh, Coach Matt Campbell, now I, I think he's probably a big draw for us, just kind of a hunch. Uh, the uh, head football coach of the Iowa State Cyclones is going to be there giving the keynote, followed by Joe Stopulus. I'll be there emceeing, kind of making sure the thing's moving quick. But I'll tell you, I was talking to another man last night uh, that says, you know, 12 o'clock, I can make a half-day work. Who can't make a half-day work? Iowa iowacatholicmensconference.com. That's iowacatholicmensconference.com. Get your tickets today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him, and he stayed close to the sea. One of the synagogue officials, named Jairus, came forward. Seeing him, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him, saying, My daughter is at the point of death. Please come lay your hands on her, that she may get well and live. He went off with him, and a large crowd followed him. There was a woman afflicted with hemorrhages for twelve years. She had suffered greatly at the hands of many doctors, and had spent all that she had. 
yet she was not helped but only grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. She said, If I but touch his clothes, I shall be cured. Immediately her flow of blood dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Jesus, aware at once that power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and asked, Who has touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see how the crowd is pressing upon you, and yet you ask, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. The woman, realizing what had happened to her, approached in fear and trembling. She fell down before Jesus and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be cured of your affliction. While he was still speaking, people from the synagogue official's house arrived and said, Your daughter has died. Why trouble the teacher any longer? Disregarding the message that was reported, Jesus said to the synagogue official, Do not be afraid, just have faith. He did not allow anyone to accompany him inside except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they arrived at the house of the synagogue official, he caught sight of a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. So he went in and said to them, Why this commotion and weeping? The child is not dead but asleep. And they ridiculed him. Then he put them all out. He took along the child's father and mother and those who were with him and entered the room where the child was. He took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha Koum, which means, Little girl, I say to you, arise. The girl, a child of twelve, arose immediately and walked around. At that they were utterly astounded. He gave strict orders that no one should know this, and said that she should be given something to eat. The Gospel of the Lord Perhaps the drama of a synagogue official, a leader in the community, falling at Jesus' feet and pleading for help, was striking to anyone who witnessed the event. As time goes on in the gospel, the magnitude of power that Jesus exhibits seems to increase from healings to, as in this case, resurrections. But he doesn't want his power to work alone. He explicitly makes known to the formerly afflicted woman that it's with faith, also exemplified by Jairus, that such miracles are possible. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. At Golden Rule, you already know we obey the rules to live by. That's why we provide state-of-the-art training for all of our employees. From customer service to routine maintenance and new equipment, you can always count on Golden Rule. And by taking care of our family, we can take better care of yours. I'm Bobby from Golden Rule, where we deliver respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service every time you call. We have a standard and we prove it online at goldenrulephc.com. Ladies, join us for the first Mosaic Luncheon of the Year on Thursday, February 13th at St. Teresa's Church. Our featured speaker is Chris Magruder, founder of The Veil Removed, a short film about what happens at Mass that we cannot see. She will talk about the miracles surrounding this project and the many graces that continue to be received. Doors open at 11.30 and lunch is from 12 to 1. Sign up now at iowacathagreo.com or call 223-1150. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Lee and Eddie in the Morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscapes. Extend your living space outdoors with patios, pergolas, fencing, and retaining walls. Outdoor lighting is another way to enjoy your landscaping day and night. Five Sons Naturescapes will spend the time to understand your needs and create your perfect outdoor space. Learn more about Five Sons Naturescapes at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Thank you to Five Sons Naturescapes for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for joining me, friends, here on this Tuesday, February 4th. Thanks for being a part of the show, as always. Jean Wells, host of Straight Talk, going to preview her 10 o'clock show coming up. And Sister Joyce Rupp, she is in studio with her brand new book. Uh, and it is here in front of me. It's beautiful cover, I was telling her. Jesus, friend of my soul, she'll be on coming up in the second half hour here as well. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God with our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts. Words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo, News and Sports. News and Sports with Mark Amadeo. Well, sir. Well, good morning, John. How are you doing on this Tuesday morning? I'm doing just fine. Yeah, I woke up with a little extra pep in my step this morning. I went to bed last night at about 9.40. You know, all this talk with Deacon Tony off air about sleep and importance. I'm a night owl, so I went to bed early last mm-hmm. night. Man, I feel good. Well, if you could continue that for uh, the, well, the other six days in a week, that's uh, not going to happen. Fine. That's not going to happen. I get one of those. I, I, <laughs> that takes discipline, Mark. Come on. Uh-huh. Don't you have that, John? I mean, I, I think you do. You're, I'm gonna do my best. I talk to you every morning at seven oh five and seven thirty five. I mean, I think yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty good discipline. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing my best, but yes, I'm gonna try to keep that sleep going. I tell you, you need it. All right, all right. Well, this is a, that's day one, and you got uh, six more left. So. Good luck. Yeah. Well, this time of year it's a little easier because, you know, we're kind of in between sports. Cubs games aren't on or, you know, football game at night. Don't have to stay up and watch the final score there. So this is, this is easier for me. You're not watching Cyclone basketball now? Is that what you're saying? No, I, I, my I, wife doesn't even know when they're playing I, anymore. I turned that off a few games ago, <laughs> man. Goodness. I, 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 I came home it. one day. I said, aren't you watching the game? I said, she said, what game? I yeah. said, the Cyclones are playing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how f- how how they fall off? Not right the now. Wagon. They Not just... right now. <laughs> my heart can't take it. Okay, just want to check. Yeah, same things going on in uh, in my household as yours. Okay, we <laughs> got it all squared away. Just want to be on the same page. All right, right now from the uh, Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have partly cloudy skies in central Iowa, 25 degrees, with a north-northeast wind at 14 miles per hour, guessing up to 25 miles per hour. So we do have a little, uh, feels like temperature of 13 degrees, so bundle up out there. And right now from the WHO-TV Channel 13 weather desk, the meteorologist Megan Selwell, she says today we'll see mostly cloudy skies, a high of 27 degrees, a northeast wind at 10 to 20 miles per hour, so that'll keep the temperature down uh, in the teens. And tonight, mostly cloudy, you could see a few flurries overnight low of 15 degrees tomorrow cloudy skies snow maybe uh, more more towards the southeast iowa a high of 26 degrees for your wednesday thursday partly cloudy high of 31 degrees and on friday we'll see those snow showers 
Back in the forecast, cloudy skies and a high of 31 degrees. Well, in the news on this uh, Tuesday morning, well, last night at Iowa's first in the nation uh, precinct caucuses, no one was declared a winner in the Democratic caucus. Problems due to a new app being used to tabulate results has caused a paper recount that is still being tabulated as we speak. Campaigns for the Democratic caucuses were told not to expect results until sometime today. Now, the Republican caucus nominated uh, President Donald Trump uh, last night unanimously with over 90% approval in over 1,700 precincts in, in Iowa. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. Last night, there was no college or professional activities going on here in central Iowa. Today, we have NBA G League basketball in downtown Des Moines as Westchester comes to town taking on the Iowa Wolves, and they'll tip off this morning at 10. 30 from Wells Fargo Arena downtown Des Moines. Today's Dowling Catholic Sports Calendar has high school girls and boys bowling. Dowling taking on Hoover, and those matches will begin at Merle Hay Lanes this afternoon at 3.15. And tonight, right here on Iowa Catholic Radio, we'll have high school girls and boys basketball. Mason City comes to town, takes on Dowling Catholic. Our pregame coverage begins at 6 o'clock. The girls tip off at 6.15. The boys to follow around 7.45. So join us tonight from the Dowling Gym as Mason City takes on Dowling Catholic and high school girls and boys basketball here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Once again, from the Mercy One studio in Des Moines, currently we have partly cloudy skies, 25 degrees, north-northeast winds at 14 miles per hour, gusts up to 25 miles per hour today, and we'll have mostly cloudy skies throughout the day, a high of 27 degrees with northeast winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports. On your Tuesday morning, John Leonetti Show. Coming up, Jimmy Olson. He has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports, our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities, is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. No accidents passed along this morning, but as you're making that drive in from the West Mixer to downtown, that's an 11-minute drive for you, nine minutes as you're heading in from the East Mixer into downtown. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently. Learn more at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Well, like St. Paul, this saint broke out of jail with some divine help in order to continue his ministry. St. Joseph of Lianessa today, he was a Capuchin monk from Naples, denying himself hearty meals and comfortable quarters. He prepared for ordination and a life of preaching. He decided to travel to Constantinople and minister to Christian galley slaves working under the Muslim Turks. The Turks imprisoned him for preaching Christianity to other Muslims. He was warned not to restart his ministry, and he was released. Joseph, though, defied that warning and began preaching again. He was again captured, and this time sentenced to death. According to tradition, Joseph miraculously escaped and returned to Italy, though, where he continued to serve God in several ways. He preached to the poor and reconciled feuding families as well as warring cities, which had been at odds for years. Today, we ask St. Joseph to pray for us. Amen. And a big thank you to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, for underwriting our saint of the day, a family man that knows how important wills and estate planning is. Been doing it for 30 years. 224-1776. That is 515-224-1776. 
six. Let's go to Gene Wells, host of Straight Talk. Hi, Gene. What's going on? Good morning, John. Good morning hey. to you. What do we got coming up on your show? Well, Scott Froyand is joining us, and he is a co-founder, along with his wife, of the Saint Builder, uh, the Saint Builder Foundation, and uh, they have a personal story, a fascinating story of of how um, how each of us are called that universal call to holiness, and what are we doing about it? And uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, I didn't, as of yesterday morning, I didn't have a show for today. And but I had emailed him Sunday night. I had just turned the TV on to catch the score of the Super Bowl, and the halftime was on, hmm. which was disgusting. And I, I was just I w- and I turned it off, and I thought, well, I'll I'll check on Facebook. Somebody will have the score of the game. And uh, one of his regular messages popped up about doing the right thing the right way. I thought, that is what we need. We are challenged every day in our regular run-of-the-mill lives to do the right thing the right way towards sainthood. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that today. Isn't that the key to becoming a saint? Just do the next right thing. Right thing. The next holy yep. thing. Uh, Gene Wells, that's coming up today at 10 o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock in the evening. Talk to you soon. God bless. Coming up right after this, Sister Joyce uh, is going to be back on the show. I'm really looking forward to that. Sister Joyce Rupp has written another book, Jesus, Friend of My Soul, Reflections for the Lenten Journey, right after this, live in studio. Don't go anywhere. John Lee Eddie in the morning right here on this Tuesday. I want to thank Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design for underwriting the show. Passionate about making the outside of a home beautiful and manageable for many years to come. Now, the Pew family has been passionate not just about their work, but also about Iowa Catholic Radio for a number of years now. Five Sons Naturescape Landscape and Design, thank you for all you continue to do for us as we try to serve you. 515-493-1060, That's fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Your diocesan minute is right now. This is your news for the Diocese of Des Moines for Tuesday, February 4th. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. If you're a young man between the ages of 16 to 24, you're invited to experience the real world of seminary. A trip is planned to visit St. John Vianney Seminary in St. Paul, Minnesota, the weekend of February 14th through the 16th, or check out Conception Seminary in Missouri the weekend of March 28th through the 30th. Learn more by emailing vocations at dmdiocese.org or call 237-5050. That's 237-5050. Emmaus House is offering a morning retreat this Saturday on nurturing interior silence. The morning retreat will explore where the resistance for silence comes from, obstacles to silence, and how silence is essential for spiritual growth. To learn more and register, visit theemmaushouse.org. That's theemmaushouse.org. Plan on attending the annual St. Patrick's Gala supporting Catholic Charities on Saturday, March 7th. This fun event helps those in need in our community. This will feature live music, food, drinks, and much more. To learn more, contact Beth at 237-5078. That's 237-5078. That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. Looking for a family doctor? Vitae Family Cares physician Greg McKernan, a DO, has practiced for 27 years seeing patients of all ages. Vitae is Latin for life, and as a pro-life physician, Dr. McKernan is certified in NAPRO technology. Located at 50th and I-235 in West Des Moines, vitaefamilycare.com. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. 
Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Thank you for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Hi, this is Deacon Tony Valdez. Would you consider a $30 a month donation? Your support keeps Iowa Catholic Radio on the air, connecting people to Christ. The Spring Carathon starts Monday, February 17th. Thanks to Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, nearly 20 years. Well, now 20 years in business. GoldenRulePHC.com. That is GoldenRulePHC.com. Thank you for underwriting the show. Let's go to our last guest of the day, author of the brand new book, Jesus Friend of My Soul Reflections for the Lenten Journey. This thing's been on the, uh, on the uh, let's see, uh, the buyer's docket now for about a week, and it's already number one in Amazon Christian Books, sister. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me, John. How about that? Number yeah, one in Christian books. That. that is huge. Yeah. Already just out a week right now. Um, uh, you've written a lot. Uh, I mean, my goodness. How many books now? Um, over two dozen. And how many <laughs> How many years? Uh, I started in 85. 85. Yeah. And the best-selling book of all time? Praying Our Goodbyes. Praying Our yeah. Goodbyes, you yeah. said. Yeah. Um, but this one, boy, this one might get there. Jesus, friend of my soul. You, mm. you, you want this to be for Lent especially. You know, particularly for that, you know, um, my whole purpose in writing that book was to give people some inspiration and encouragement for Lent. And, you know, being an Iowan, I always try to bring it down to some practical sort of thing, you mm-hmm. know, relate to daily life. But I had an experience when I was in second grade and I had a teacher who talked to us and, and kept saying, you know, Jesus is your friend. He's your companion. And I was I grew up on a farm. Mm-hmm. And so my job was to feed the chickens. And honestly, every day after school, I'd be talking to Jesus and, you know, tossing out the corn and oats and everything. And that has stayed with me my whole life, that Jesus is someone personal to know. And and so that's what I, how I really um kind of focus that whole book I didn't kind of I did focus it on the qualities of Jesus how can we really know him as a person mm. in his life and how can we be inspired you know by by what he how he lived first of all and then what he taught you know I, I this is something I think we can really learn from our Protestant brothers and sisters in a real way you know you hear that personal relationship oftentimes yeah. uh, and we Catholics sometimes take a step back or we we fight that um, and we shouldn't that, that, Go ahead. Right. Well, I, I think, you know, as a Catholic, you know, I can get so caught up in like rules and regulations. It's kind of, it's not that that's not important, but what's underneath it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's what I think Lent really is about, at least it is for me. It's like, be re-inspired, kind of reawaken, you mm-hmm. know, why are you doing the things you're doing? And, and what's your motivation for wanting to become a better person? Is it yeah. about Jesus? You yeah. read the lives of the yeah. saints. I mean, it, yeah. that's, that's wh- it was all about Jesus for them. Of course, yeah. as you said before, you know, the, the rules come after, but the, the, the relationship is what funnels us into the rest of, of yeah. Catholic life and Catholic exactly. living and moral, uh, morality. But uh, you, you have to first encounter Jesus. What, for someone listening right now that's thinking, I don't know if I have ever met Jesus. I don't know if I've encountered Jesus. Where would you say or what, what would you say is a good starting point? 
You know, I, for myself, I always have to go back and reread a gospel and just do it really slowly. You know, and if a person would do that, if they would take a New Testament and just every day, like I, I like to start with the gospel of Mark because he's so real. And, you know, just read a little section and, and a few verses, even one story, and take it with you into the day. But, you know, I was formed on Ignatian spirituality. And that's really how you get into those stories. You put yourself into them with Jesus. You know, what did he see and think and feel? And then you do it for yourself. If I were there, if I were in that group and I was with Jesus, what would I be experiencing? You know, so that, you know, it's like really getting to know a person as a friend. Mm -hmm. When I was in seminary, IPF was a game changer for me, Institute of Priestly Formation at uh, Creighton University. And that was um, all kind of inspired on the Ignatian style um, of prayer. And they had us do that. Uh, You Mm -hmm. know, we would have adoration uh, three hours a day. And um, at one of those sessions, of course, we had spiritual direction and all of that, but they yeah. would really encourage, put yourself in the story. It was the first mm-hmm. time I've ever really learned about that. I know. And I, I just think we haven't done enough of that, mm-hmm. you know, to really teach people how to go about it. A lot of people long for that. Mm-hmm. But who's helping them with it? That's the know? key. I, you, yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, for many Catholics, it's not that they're not praying because, you know, they don't want to pray. It's because mm-hmm. many Catholics don't know how. Exactly. So how do we teach that as, as leaders? You're, you're a leader. I mean, you're, you're doing it. You're, you know, you're writing books and helping people. But how mm-hmm. do we, you know, Catholic leaders, if they're listening now, how do we teach people mm-hmm. to pray? You know, one of the ways I think, I mean, people who are really faithful about, you know, uh, participating in ma- at Mass, I think so many times our homilies could include that kind of thing. Mm. You know, at the end of that homily, couldn't we just, t- instead of just sitting, plunking down, everybody's sitting there waiting for, okay, when are we right. going to get on with that? Right. When's the creed <laughs> coming? You know, to take that time and say, now put yourself into the story, the gospel for today, and do a, just two-minute Ignatian kind of thing. I, it would give people a, you know, a process for themselves. Like, they just don't know, I don't know what to do with that yeah. silence. I think that's one one key way. Another way I think really is encouraging people to do some spiritual reading. When I was in formation, we were taught 15 minutes every day you pray and you read. And when, when I do that, I am inspired through the day. There's almost always something that kind of lights me again for the yep. day, no matter how, you know, down and out I might be. And, and so I think I think spiritual reading is a real gift. I just did a video on that the other day from my Facebook. It, it, it can change lives, even yeah. just, as you said, 10, 15 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. And we have the books. I mean, my goodness, sure. I, I, we've never lived in a time that, that we do now where we have so many different Catholic materials and resources at our disposal. You can yeah. get a PhD in, you know, uh, moral theology and, you know, never go through school. You, there's yeah. so much written in, in, in our disposal. Many of it is sitting mm-hmm. on our bookshelves right now or nightstands. You're right. It's just the discipline of actually yeah. doing it. You know, there really are, there's so many little booklets out too, daily booklets. I write for Living Faith. Mm-hmm. And the um, editor told me one time that they have 500,000 copies of that that go out. My goodness. I mean, they, and, and people, so I get so encouraged, I think, every day. All of these people are reading, and they're just like maybe one large paragraph about the scripture for the day. Mm-hmm. But 
that's it. That's inspiration. That's encouragement, you know. Yes, so. it is. Um, this is, again, something for Lent. So, I, mm-hmm. But anyone at any time can, can yeah, be able to take yeah. this on. But it does differ a little bit from other Lenten devotionals. How so? You know, how I think how it differs particularly is that I re, it's really very positive. Sometimes I think devotionals are like, you know, what do you do wrong and you're this and that. But I took 40 qualities of Jesus virtues you know of him and i first show in in from the the gospel story how he that was present in his life and then how can that be present in your life you know something very practical and i always end it with just a one-line thing what you can do for the day and just a four-line prayer you know is to take you into the day so my hope is that by the end of lent you know each of those qualities has permeated a little bit more, you know, the life of, of that person that, that has been praying with that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I, that's what I have been doing for myself. And, you know, over and over again, like one of the little, uh, one, of the, one of the short essays, you know, paragraph or so in there is, you know, the story of Zacchaeus. And I looked at that, I thought, what's the quality of Jesus in that? And the quality that came through for me is that he saw, he encouraged growth. He saw what was good in Zacchaeus. And so, you know, for that day, I, I talk about, you know, how can we see good in another person who looks bad? You mm. know, Zacchaeus was, you know, he was, you know, not not such right. a great guy on the surface anyway. But Jesus saw beneath that, and I thought, that's what I want to do for a day. I want to really look at everybody, even the people that are irritating, whether it's on the freeway or wherever, you know. And I, I want to just be reminded Beneath how that person's acting is a good person at the soul. That person has God within them. Hmm. So Created in the image and likeness. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, friend of my soul, friends. It's number one Amazon Christian Books right now, Ave Maria Press. You can also go to Beaverdale Books. They will have it for you there. Uh, again, in Beaverdale, Beaverdale Books. I know a sister likes to support uh, local uh, Christian bookstores and, or excuse me, local bookstores and Beaverdale Books is one of those. Uh, Sister Joyce Rupp, thank you for coming on, sister. Thanks a lot, Thanks for the copy of this book. Have a good Lent. Yes, I definitely (laughs) will. All right, friends, that puts this show in the books here on this Tuesday. We'll be back on tomorrow morning. Deacon Tony, would you give us your blessing? May the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit come down upon all of us to protect us and to bring us all to his everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. I am John Leonetti. Make it a great day. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. Here in this worn and weary land where many a dream has died Like a tree planted by the water we never will run dry So living water flows Just to
John Leonetti in the morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. 